Hi, everybody, and welcome once again to the Drip Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Krasnick, and this is the world's first mental fitness variety show. Conversation, coaching, comedy, and soon music. We have all kinds of things going on here because we not only talk about mental health, we teach mental fitness. So what is mental fitness? Well, mental fitness are the skills that you use, the exercises, the games, all of the things that you can do, all of the little tools, all of the little practices that you can do to gain mental health in your life. It's for families, it's for kids, it's for teens, it's for all ages, because when it comes to mental health and mental fitness, we're all the same. We're all learning, we're all beginners, and there's no doing it right or doing it wrong. You cannot do it wrong. I don't know why I'm yelling. So this is the show that you've joined, and we have a big one today. I'll tell you who our guests are shortly, but I also want to tell you that this is a family podcast. So a lot of podcasts are for niche, they're for a very specific audience. This is for everyone. It's for the whole family. You can listen or watch wherever you are, wherever you get your podcasts, of course, but we also give you the drip drop challenge. And the drip drop challenge is take all your devices, take whatever you want, go and be in the same room with your family, be in the same room for just five minutes or even less and get the feeling of being together while you're watching or listening to our show. And then write and tell us about your experience at dripdrop.gg. And there you can sign up for the Drip Drop app, where you get courses, you get all kinds of rewards for leveling up your life. It's the mental fitness app for Gen Z. So what's happening on today's show? Well, this is a, this is a big show. We have, all the way from Boston, we have a group, we have an organization that teaches Rehearsal for Life. It's called Rehearsal for Life urban improv. They've been doing it for many years. They go into schools and they actually rehearse life experiences, experiences that kids have issues with, feelings, thoughts, scenarios from life, bullying, every different kind of thing you can imagine. They rehearse it, they reenact it, and then they give you skills and they talk about it, about how you can do things differently and make better decisions in your life. Oh, how I could have used some life rehearsal for my bar mitzvah. I mean, it was amazing. I was under so much pressure. I was so terrified. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was actually rushed to the hospital because I had produced the symptoms of appendicitis. And I was petrified. So I had to make a speech in front of over 300 people. And let me tell you, this audience was not easy. This was the women had beards. The men had beards, the kids had beards, everybody had beards to me. And everybody was like the look of expectation and look of pressure was, it was, you could feel it. It was like a matzo ball chasing me down a hill. I was like Indiana Jones and Temple Beth Doom that day. Okay, so here was my bar mitzvah speech and I wished I could have done it differently. And if I had rehearsal for life, I could have. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, Thank you for being part of this special day for me. And that was just the beginning, okay? What I wish I could have done was I wish I could have practiced it and rehearsed it by saying how I felt. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, 
I'm scared out of my mind, help me. I feel like a failure. There's so much pressure. I don't know what to do. This is what I needed to be talking about. This is what I needed to deal with. And that's why we need rehearsal for life. That you can practice all of these things. Talk about how you feel. Figure it out. Talk to your thoughts. Talk to your feelings. Rehearse it. You can have a do-over anytime you want. So that's what we're going to learn about today on this week's show, all about life rehearsal. Now, this is the show where we bring you news about solutions all over the world, things that are working all over the world, things that you don't hear that much about, and you can hear all about them at squirrel-news.net, because this is the Squirrel News segment of the show. So we have a great story for you this week. Um, there is an organization that helps people all over the world get clean water. 771 million people, approximately, do not have clean water on this planet. Well, Charity Water is an organization that helps raise money and deliver clean water to people in all kinds of remote areas and all kinds of areas of developing countries. Well, they also have a program for kids for kids to raise money and to help. And they call their program Tiny Heroes. Take a look. To be a tiny hero is to give of yourself to make the world better for someone else. It's seeing a need and not looking at white. It's choosing to do something to help today. We don't stop at what if or say, we're just kids. We make tote bags, throw parties, build a recycling biz. We perform in recitals and give up birthdays without fuss. All for clean water for kids just like us. We've got a whole lot of gumption. Creativity too. And we hope to be joined by people like you. No special skills needed, just some kindness and heart. We can build a better future if we all do our part. So that's Tiny Heroes, and amazing that kids who are six years old and older are actually raising money and making a huge difference in this world. They are indeed Tiny Heroes, and that's a great story, and one of the many stories that you get from Squirrel News. Just go on the Squirrel News app, squirrel-news.net, and find out about all of these things, people creating solutions all over the world. What's right with this picture? What's right with the world? There's a lot. Check it out. And now, without any further ado, we're going to meet some of the members of RehearsalForLife.org. Rehearsal for Life is an organization that goes into schools. They've been doing it for a long time, many, many years, over two decades, of helping school kids with all kinds of life issues with techniques like improv and role play and music and therapy and all kinds of communication skills that they teach by doing a rehearsal about everyday life, about the things that people face. Urban Improv is a place to feel free and welcome. All right, so good morning, everybody. Urban Improv is inspiring and kind of like a safe place to 
talk. It's a perfect place to express how you feel. This guy, he was like Ching Chong, and like um, it made me feel like disrespected. Urban improv is extremely helpful for kids who are struggling with real life problems, who need some inspiration and help. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, people are just treating me differently. Like, I don't even know what to do anymore. It's free. These feelings, sadness, frustration, anger, can anyone relate to that? We're giving them a space to express creatively and explore through theater and through music. Giving them the space to invite them to share their voices where it matters. Does anyone want to come up and tell him maybe? A lot of people are different, have their own beliefs. There's a lot of bad things in this world, but we can always do things to help fix it. It's definitely giving me like a more like optimistic view. When I go to Urban Improv, it gives me like new different ways to figure out problems and how to talk to people. I like to go in group scenes and talk about like real world problems, like peer pressure and racism and healthy eating habits. Sometimes I sneak candy for my parents, but I don't do it anymore because of that scene. They're not trying to be racist. I get, I know they mean well. They just don't understand because they haven't been through what black people have been through. Through the, their experience with Urban Improv, they have a lot of experiences and a lot of tools now to be able to um, work with each other, um, to be able to communicate with each other. And what I love about it is how it brings my class together as a community. It's just a great space for kids to come and truly express themselves. There are so little places and organizations and programs that allow kids to really talk and to be wrong or be right and explore and become a community with each other. Urban Improv is an inspiration. I really love it. It's taught me a lot. So you're going to meet Faith Soloway. Faith is the artistic director. She is also the co-writer of the hit Amazon series Transparent for four years on Amazon. And she has been the music, musical director at Second City. You're also going to meet Jackson Gerard, who has a master's from Harvard in education, who is a dance expert, movement expert, and uh, an empowerment teacher. Uh, he's the associate director. And then you're going to meet Holly Tarnauer. Holly is the troop leader, and she also runs a program called Youth Unscripted, which we'll hear about. Now, let's join our interview already in progress. Uh, meet these three amazing people from Rehearsal for Life. Rehearsal for Life uh, gives us a chance and gives our students a chance to communicate, almost practice communication with each other so that they're kind of building a better community together. That's so fantastic. And, and, and Holly, when you come into this, um, you, are you using, like, how is this done in terms of kids coming and rehearsing? What, is it improv skills? Is it theater games? Is it a combination of those things? Of course, music is part of it. Dance is part of it. Movement is part of it. It's the arts. But, but talk about the improv part of it. Yeah, so it's a total combination, absolutely. So it's all about sort of improvising around the situation. Um, 
to practice a sort of real life consequence or a real life situation where you can either escalate the conflict or de-escalate. And that's really fun. And then of course there are some other just silly games and improv games that we use to, you know, get kids out of their shell, really build community within the classroom, which is so important. Um, But it's really about sort of creating realistic situations where the kids feel like they can actually see themselves in those characters potentially. It's spectacular. (laughs) That's all it is to me. It's spectacular. Okay. So now, Jackson, what what do you see? What kind of scenarios come up and what are kids bringing in their own scenarios? Like, will this start a, a situation where they're like, well, I got, you know, somebody's talking stuff about me and it's not true. What do I do? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, I mean, this happens. <clears throat> that happens what you just described all the time. Uh, And that's kind of the hope, right? Getting back to what Holly said, we hope that the students see their own conflicts in what we do. Uh, That being said, we do have a curriculum that has uh, topics that we will sort of bring into the space, ranging anywhere from racism and homophobia all the way to the other side of self-esteem and identity. Uh, The hope, again, being that when they come into the scenes, we can give them corrective emotional experiences that might be able to overtake some of the more maladaptive ones they might learn uh, from not rehearsing these kinds of things, from not communicating about these kinds of things, from not be having the space to have their uh, to have their voice heard, uh, especially in uh, in surrounded by comfortable others such as ourselves, but also embracing the discomfort that comes from saying like, "Hey, I ex- uh, I experienced a microaggression, and I've only just now in this space that, like been able to admit that that is what happened because I didn't have either the vernacular, I didn't know what microaggression meant, I didn't realize that what I had felt was this uh, that that I what I had felt was this thing uh, that you just named, or even that other people had gone through it too, right? And I think that's one of the most powerful things about what uh, about what rehearsal for life about what we do in the classroom. This Absolutely. is so you're doing like a hundred things in this process <laughs> that are heroic oh, yeah. to me. A hundred things. And uh and and it, it's absolutely fascinating. I, I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking this is great that they're doing this for kids in schools. This is what families need to do. This is what mm. therapists need to do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot oh, of yeah. talk in the world. The problem is there's not a lot of rehearsal. <laughs> and there's not a lot of practicing. Oh, yeah. And so it's all theoretical. It's all like, you know, um, I, I had this feeling. I had this thought. It went by me. Well, what what does it sound like? What do you what do you do? This isn't just students that need this. It's it's also it's also adults in the this like adults need this kind of play as well. Adults need to be able to understand that they can give to a space that they can empower those who don't have power. But I almost do want to do it right now. And I'm not, and maybe not. We're not going to do a big production here. But yeah. but I um, I'm talking to you now. Maybe we can just do you know, you can if you can work on it with me a little bit. Sure. OK. Okay. So he's going to yeah. be a kid, right? Yeah, I'm going to be the kid and I'll tell them what's going on. I can't okay. believe that people yeah. are doing this. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I, I didn't do this. Like, I didn't say that about her. 
There's no way I would ever do anything like that. I was talking to Corey the other day, and he apparently was talking to Jesse, who was saying that the way they were trying to go, come up to faith was it, it wasn't it. It sounds like you ain't you're not really feeling it right now, but I don't know if I'm really feeling you. I didn't mean it, Faith. You know that I didn't mean this stuff. You know that I didn't I didn't say those things. Why, why do you how come you haven't said anything? Well, because I didn't want everybody to hate me, too. So, you know, I'm not going to hang out with you if everybody's hating you. Yeah, you're just a social liability at this point, exactly. man. I'm sorry. That's Breeze. insane. Breeze. Good. Awesome. Uh, and this is bringing up something we deal with a lot, which is the idea of bystanding. Um, so I would freeze. I would probably invite a student to come in uh, as one of these characters, one of either Jack or Faith, and be a better friend. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you want I'm me? I was about to say, I think Holly, that'd be perfect. You want to yeah. come in as you want to come in, come in as me and I can freeze it for you once. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. So let's say we're freezing the scene where I'm a student that's come in for Jackson to be, to make maybe a different choice uh, okay. responding to you. Okay. So what should I do? I can't believe this. Nobody, Faith doesn't believe me. She's not standing up for me. Nobody's talking. Nobody's I saying mean, anything. And I'm like, I'm like in, this is my life. No, I get it. I, I've, you know what? I feel like they're being kind of fake friends to you. Like, cause if, you know, they're only going to hang out with you when it's like convenient or like, you know, people are saying good things. And like, that's not a real friend because a real friend is going to like be there if you're going through hard times. And like, I know you, I know, I know you didn't do that stuff. I believe you. What do so, I do? What if you were me, what would you do? So honestly, like I would, I don't know. Like I personally have like a pretty good relationship with Miss Jones, the guidance counselor, like would you, is there somebody at school that you feel like you could maybe talk to? Like, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, I got to think about it, but then won't people gang up on now people gang up on both of us. If they come at me, I'll just be like, whatever. Like that's my friend. Okay. And yeah. And scene, right. And freeze. That's yeah. a, that's a big old, that's a big old beautiful freeze. <laughs> so, so that, that, so this is the kind of thing and it can be smaller versions, bigger versions, whatever problem. What I'm trying to do with the shows that we're doing is I want to show people that you can do versions of this in your own life. Mm -hmm. Like if you were a parent, mm -hmm. you don't have to, you don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to be, you don't have to be Robert De Niro. You don't have to be Meryl Streep. Like you can do any of this in your life. Your kid comes to you with a problem. Yeah. Okay. Let's freeze it. Let's, this is a, this is a thing you can teach parents and kids freeze it. And if it's in your life, if it's, if there's nobody around and you're just thinking this in your head, you could freeze it in your head and mm -hmm. you could say, wait, thoughts, feelings, freeze. And I'm going to say, wait a minute. I don't believe this stuff. Mm -hmm. This is not true. Is it true? It's not just that pause will change your mental health, just knowing that you could take a pause. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons that programs like this are so important for everyone, 
um, because it allows you just that it, it allows you this privilege that modern that sort of the the modern society like the modern societies that we sort of embody don't always give us um, and this is sort of a space here where we're not in the business of erasing discomfort right we're not in the business of doing that we're in the business of trying to embrace it we're in the business of trying to acknowledge it and give you the tools to continue acknowledging it Let's talk about Youth Unscripted, about what that program's about, and about some of the different programs that you have. And then we're going to talk about Band in Boston. What, what, uh, who wants to talk about that? Youth Unscripted. Um, yeah, I'll take that one because I'm actually, Ollie, yeah. <laughs> I'm the, the director of Youth Unscripted. Um, and that is a program that started because originally we did not see um, high school students uh, regularly. Uh, in our class work classroom series workshop series um, and it became sort of like an urban improv for high school students who wanted to do it and and signed up for it um, and actually it is a paid program for them uh, they are stipended uh, for attending and being part of it because the um, the mindset is that you are um, making your community better by committing your time and, and emotional labor to talking about issues that are happening and affecting your community, um, creating art about those things and about what inspires you in that way. And then after that, it's about sort of breaking into groups based on what the kids really want to do or learn about um, and create art and devise uh, sort of end of the year show. You learn what you want to learn and you do what you want to do. Um, we're not going to make you go and be in a play or learn lines or do something that you don't want. You tell us what's resonating with you and try it out. And that's what you do. And that's what we, we come up with. That's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. I, I want to talk about, I want to talk about, it's called oh, Band in Boston. It's a musical yeah. performance. It's coming up. Tell us about this. How did it come to be and, uh, and who's involved in it? Band in Boston um, actually was the yearly sketch comedy review um, that the program came up with, what, 25 years ago. Silly watching the mayor, you know, put on a wig and do, do play Queen Elizabeth or whatever it was. <laughs> they'd be like, they'd have scripts in hand and, and everybody would have a laugh and there's appetizers and it was a party, you know. Right. Then COVID happened. <laughs> I ended up um, writing um, a, a virtual version of Band in Boston last year. My, my thing is writing musicals um, and I have a lot of trust in that. And so we did a, inner, we did a virtual, you know, pre-recorded musical. We had um, Steve Colbert close it. Um, and, you know, I have, I phoned in, I asked my, my old friends to come in and, and help out and he closed it and it was a, it was a great show. And we're doing it again this year, kind of out of necessity because we couldn't be live. So again, we were just kind of going with the same formulas, having me <laughs> try to figure it out with, but with, I have a producing partner, a great filmmaker, and then we've got the ensemble. We've got the, the teachers this year who are in the schools singing a number. We have our youth unscripted students kind of in there. It's, it's a little bit of everything. It's a hodgepodge of, all, all of the community um, trying, you know, having fun and, and raising money. Well, speaking of those kinds of things, okay, so if I'm a teacher, if I'm a, a parent, 
if I'm a school, how do I take this program and bring it to my school? And I guess I was going to ask you too, do, do kids who've gone through the program then become mentors and bring it to their schools? Not, not only that, kids who have gone through the program are now teaching artists with us, right? Mm -hmm. We've got like yeah. Juliana Arroyo, who's like, he, he went through the program and we were able to, he, he found us and that's just happened. Wow. Um, but you know, the basic, I hate to the basic drill is like rehearsalforlife.org website. And then there's just a lot of word of mouth and we're, we're teaching kids as young as, you know, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth, eighth grade, what it is. Um, adults need to know a little bit more about these things. We just did a training for people who were learning to be second year doctors. doctors. Um, yeah. We've they done training for teachers, mm -hmm. parents, yeah. and everything you've said, Ed, we've, we've, we have been all over the map, but the school system and our, our, our partnering with Boston public schools, is our main identity, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need yeah. a, I need a kit. I'm looking for the kit that I can bring around. And I'm sure there are parts of this that, that we can use. We always do this on the show and I'll ask each one of you, what is a skill that you wish that you had known as a kid or something that you wish you, you had learned as a kid looking back now? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go since I'm, I'm the one unmuted. Uh, so if, you know, if I had magic wand could go back in time and give one piece of advice to my past self, it would be that you are allowed to keep standing up for yourself. Uh, and if that comes in the form of saying no to someone, if that comes in the form of letting someone down, if you will, then it's worth it because your sense of self and the value that you give your self-worth is the value that holds, that is the value that, uh, that carries with you for the rest of your development, for the rest of your development. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I wish I had known about multiple intelligence theory and uh, been exposed to multiple intelligence-based uh, teaching before, um, because uh, I was a kid, like a lot of our kids who struggled a lot in school and was convinced that, you know, I'm bad at this and I'm not really, I'm not smart. School's not for me. I'm not going to be able to ever do this. <laughs> so my so my style of learning might be different. I might learn better by listening. I might learn better by seeing. I might learn better by tactile. I might learn better by anything. And I need to figure talking out what that people. is. Talking. Yeah. yeah. Learning yeah. about yourself. Music. Yeah. yeah. I, me too. I'll just say me too. Yeah. I think this is the hardest thing because kind of going to more where Jackson was talking about before with the power structure in school, it, it still holds. So no matter what your inner voice is, no matter what you think you are thinking, and you can be as clear as that is, if you are, if you dare to speak your, your truth, um, you, you know, you're being vulnerable to isolation, to risk exclusion. And it, it's still hard knowing that my feelings are valid and finding safe people to talk to like the agency to, of finding safety. I wish I knew about that, how important that was. Yeah. Didn't know that I wasn't, I, I really thought that I was a bad person for having any feeling and, hmm. you know, didn't know that it was okay to have them and that they were temporary and that they didn't mean that I was a bad person. 
And if I knew any of that, I could have saved myself a billion dollars in therapy. Uh, and uh, I escaped to the movies all the time. I never went to school. I went mm -hmm. downtown Boston to a theater owned by the mafia and uh, they <laughs> played double features and was on Boylston Street. And then I went to the library and I read the newspaper. I, I, I just can't thank you enough. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate it so much. And I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to find out everything I can find out. And you really inspired me. And I, uh, I look forward to the next time and, uh, Faith Soloway. So nice to see you. Good to see um, you again, Ed. Pleasure. And yeah. Jackson Gerard, excellent, excellent work. Uh, great to see you. And Good to Harley, meet you. Oh, it's a pleasure. And, uh, Harley Ta Holly Tanauer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting close. I'm getting, it, I'm not, not quite there. I'm not quite there. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Thanks a lot, everybody. And, uh, and best of everything. Thank you. And thank you for what you do. Fantastic oh, sure. podcast. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, Have a good all right. one. All right. Yeah. You guys too. Thanks to Faith, Jackson, and Holly and the folks at rehearsalforlife.org. Go there to find out about all of these programs that they do. Special thanks, special shout out to Jamie Ulrich and Gary Alpert for introducing me. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about Drip Drop. Drip Drop, we're part of the whole Drip Drop community, and the Drip Drop app is the mental fitness app for Gen Z. It is the mental fitness, it is a family mental fitness app as well uh, that everybody can use to level up their lives. We have courses that are taught by these amazing life experts who teach all kinds of skills in these very many courses and you get rewards, all kinds of prizes, presents, gifts, different kinds of things from, from life gifts like spending time with your family, spending more time with your dad, to all kinds of swag and all kinds of products for the whole family. So you go to dripdrop.gg to sign up one uh, of the life experts, we do these shout outs where we do profiles of our experts. And this is another one uh, that I wanted to share with you. This is just one of the many teachers you'll find on the Drip Drop app. Take a look. Mike Shorman, the unbalanced paddleboarder. Unbelievable. Great to have you here. Um, tell us a little bit about what you about what you're teaching and what you're doing and how this all happened. I was a professional paddleboarding coach. I had a business. I taught professionally on the water for, for many years. And then life had other plans. I developed a neurological condition and, um, and it immobilized me. So my, I lost my business and my independence. And I spent a long time having to learn how to walk and paddleboard again. And I will attempt to become the first person with physical disabilities to paddle or to, to cross the Great Lakes. I'm gonna do it on a paddle board. Now I wanna thank all of the team at Drip Drop for helping us put this show together. It takes a lot, it takes a village. Um, I wanna thank, first of all, I wanna thank Sarah Jezik. I wanna thank Suzanne Reeves. I wanna thank Jay Zoll. I want to thank Monty Lankford. I want to thank Toby Schwartz. And special thanks to Min Tran and to my, my good friend, Jason Brown, for letting me be here. 
That's our show. Get busy living. Things are looking up. Look for the good. And we'll see you next time.